Welcome to The Pod, a series of fruitfully interesting podcasts brought to you by Jupiter Group. Hello and welcome to The Pod. I hope you are well. I am Tines Dalport, Jupiter Group's Procurement Manager and the host of today's podcast. I'm really pleased to welcome my colleague, Quibus Buerta, onto The Podcast. Quibus, welcome. Can you please introduce yourself? Yes, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Dennis, I'm Kubus Butter. I'm the head of farming and the Jupiter Farms here in the north of South Africa, Citrus Farms. Thanks, Kubus. Uh, great to have you on board. Um, and today we will be discussing our farms and our South African citrus season. For those listeners that may be unaware of our farm production in South Africa, can you give us a brief introduction into all our um, citrus farms we have in South Africa, Kubus? Yes, Dennis, um, we've got uh, 740 hectares of citrus uh, uh, in South Africa, which we farm uh, our farms. It's up in Limpopo um, province of South Africa, the most northern province of, of the Republic. Um, we've got four units um, here, um, mainly producing star rubies, uh, lemons and uh, Valencia oranges. Yeah, you mentioned up up north in Limpopo in South Africa. Now, of course, South Africa is geographically quite a big, um, quite a big country. So production calendar differs from, from production area. So why is it so important um, that our farms are situated so north um, in the country? Tinas, uh, yes, it gives us a, a jump on, on timing of, uh, of citrus. Being up north, that north in, in South Africa gives us the opportunity to produce nice and early. So we are the first farms that get into the market or start picking and packing lemons as well as start to be grapefruit and, and oranges. It also gives us the opportunity to, because we are in a very dry region, that we have less pressure with all kinds of pests up north. But the main reason is, is we, uh, we are early with our fruit. Of course, that is a real good advantage when you enter the market to fill those supply gaps between the Northern Hemisphere production and the Southern Hemisphere production. So hence the investment into the earlier production in that region. Now, you also mentioned we've got quite a, quite a few varieties growing on the farm. And, you know, farming itself um, is a challenge, but having different varieties um, on the farm, what makes that ideal, um, the, the farm for growing these different varieties? Yeah, let me let me go through the varieties. So we we have Eureka lemons, we've got star ruby grapefruit, we've got a whole range of different cultivars or strains in in the Valencias. And the reason why we um and and we we do we do for instance uh, the lemons are are not a, a huge amount of of hectares or or volume of fruit that we export. It's just uh, on the lemon side, it's just to occupy that little space that you've got in between the northern hemisphere lemons and the big boys uh, in South Africa, the the, um, uh, Eastern Cape guys that's got huge volumes of lemons. It's just to to fill that space. The star ruby grapefruit, that's the only only grapefruit kind that we currently have. The reason why we do that is we've got very, very nice high um, yields on, on the star rubies. And the, um, the internal color of the star rubies, especially here up north, is, is, a, is a ruby red. It's a dark red star ruby. Um, elsewhere in South Africa, you get the star rubies with a little bit of more a reddish color and not a dark red as we have. 
Valencia oranges, uh, the cultivars that we mainly produce up here are your Turkey Valencia, also called Jovel. Um, we've got Benny Valencia, Midnight's and, and Deltas and, and the Doroy uh, um, uh, Valencia that we, that we grow. We've got a little bit of not many hectares of the old clone Valencia still, but will, it will uh, be removed from, from our orchards. Or the orchard will be removed uh, um, very soon next year, I think, and be replaced with more earlier varieties like the Yassi uh, Valencia and uh, um, Benny Valencia. Yeah, now I've certainly been up at the farm when it's Valencia season and you guys are kept very, very busy up there. Um, great to hear about all the different varieties, um, but there must be some challenges growing these different varieties um, on the same farm. What what makes it so special in terms of those challenges and, and overcoming those challenges for the different varieties? Tinas, yes. Uh, um, being up north like we are, it's, it's our um, choice of, of varieties are, are a little bit uh, restricted in the sense that we can't pack or produce everything that we really want to produce up here. Because, as you say, there are challenges, and and the challenges is we um, it's very dry up here. Our winters is a is a warm winter. And if I talk about warm winters, you guys up in the UK and Europe will love at us because our winters is the minimum temperature is um, 10, 12 degrees um, in the winter, and the maximum is 26, 27 in the winter. Summer is a different story. Uh, summer, our minimum temperature is 24, 25, and the maximum can go up to 47, 48 degrees uh, summertime. So we we um, we live and and work and grow our produce in a in a warm climate. Our rain average, uh, um, rainfall average, uh, long term average is 250 millimeters of rain in in a year. So it also explains that we are in a dry area. Besides being hot, summer it's also dry. Fortunately, we've got uh, um, other parts of the country uh, just across the mountain um, that that supplies us with with uh, enough water for the irrigation dam that we that we are doing. But on the other side, two of our units are getting water from not the perennial river. The Limpopo River is not perennial, so. So in winter times we have to suck uh, water from from uh, from the sand to to irrigate. So our biggest issue are and and what we also always hoping for is is uh, enough water to irrigate. The second thing is because it's so very hot during summers we have to grow big trees to uh, to protect our fruit from from sunburn. You can just imagine when it's 46, 47, and 40 degrees the uh, the, the sunburn, the UV that you get. Uh, from the sun, it's incredible. So we have to grow big trees, and big trees needs more water. So that are that that's that's about our main challenge that we have. Um, the last thing is uh, we are a thousand kilometers away from the nearest harbor. So what we do up here is uh, we go we grow good fruit, uh, quality fruit uh, at the cost, and uh, and that's also why we need to be early to to be incentivized by being early. No, absolutely, we have to capitalize as much as we can on that early production, but. Sounds like some very interesting challenges that you do face. And I know you and the team on the ground work really hard in terms of providing us with that good quality fruit 
that we see in the in the harbor. And of course, there are a lot of external factors also on the road down to the harbor. But you know, with careful planning and with our logistics partner, that um, those issues has been problem solved. But no, you guys do a fantastic job down there on the farm. Um, you mentioned there's been dams built um, for the irrigation. A lot of investment has gone into the farming itself. But then once once the product and, and the fruit has been farmed, the next big phase, of course, is getting it through the packhouse. And um, we've recently renovated the packhouse again. And how much of a difference does that make to our production? Dennis, yes. Uh, um, I just want to start a little bit uh, um, earlier with a with, uh, uh, different take on, on, on what we are doing. Firstly, just to go back very, very quickly to our varieties that we do is we we plant uh, and and we farm with with high yield varieties. All the varieties that we that we have on the farm gives us very high yields. Um, secondly, uh, what we need to do then is is to is to look at our costs and and thirdly is to extract as much as possible uh, value out of the fruit that we are producing. So um, on the cost-wise, it's just the manner in, in which we, which we uh, produce our fruit. Um, we are moving into a very um, scientific way into producing our fruit to, cost, to cut our production costs. But on the, second, on the other side, we also are reducing our cost and, and trying to, to extract as much value from, from the fruit that I are producing. And that comes from innovating and introducing and bringing in new packing ways. That's why the company has, has invested quite heavily into a new brand, a brand new packhouse, um, a brand new packing system, the Griefa Smart Sort. Uh, which comes from from the Netherlands, which is an incredible machine, and and that machine um, enables us to to and the technology enables us to to extract every single class one card uh, a fruit that we've got from the tree class two and PP as well and select uh, class select <coughs> if needs be. <coughs> From, from every single fruit that we are picking. Uh, and, and, and just uh, at, at a lower cost, because, because the machine was designed that way, uh, designed that way that, we, that, you, that you actually are saving on, on labor as well. The machine is doing a lot of work that labor, previous labor did uh, while packing. That's one thing. And the second thing, um, the machine also created uh, or establish that you that you uh, handle the fruit much less that you that we have previously did. So it's absolutely a win-win um, that we that we're getting with a new uh, um, new machine and new packhouse that we've that we've put in. Also, the machine is um, not only uses less manpower, but it's also much much more energy efficient. Um, we are. From moving from the old old machine to the new machine, we are actually saving electricity, which helps uh, everywhere, um, the environment, and everywhere. And 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 lastly, um, the machine also, uh, um, as I said, 
besides uh, doing a very good job. What we did with the old machine um, over a period of 16 hours, we are doing now with a new machine over eight hours. Wow, that sounds very, very efficient. Um, and, you know, two key points there, of course, is, is around the quality of the fruit. So less handling um, takes away the risk of any bruises, injuries um, to the fruit. And very impressive, you know, having to, to cut down um, you know, the, the packing per hour, I think, you know, is it 50 tons per hour this, the, the new machine can do? Yeah, the 50 tons per hour is what the machine should do. We can do more, um, but we, we just to do everything 100% correct and not pushing the machine over the edge, we, uh, it's 50 tons per hour, yes. Very exciting, very exciting stuff. And, you know, a lot's being said about the current varieties, um, either innovation in the pack house, which is also very exciting. And I know we, we're focusing on the 2022 citrus season, but as you well know, farming is not just season by season. You have to look um, forward thinking three, four, five years into the future in terms of the sustainability of the farm. Um, and there's um, there's actually some very interesting developments happening on the farm and potential new varieties that that might happen. 100%. Yes, Dennis, we are we are connected with Citrus Dennis's uh, um, uh, is is Jupiter Marketing Limited, um, and we al- already had a few meetings with them as well. We're looking at a few quite nice varieties that we're going to test up here. There's an Octobrina that we are looking at. These uh, a few mandarin varieties that we that we are looking at. What we're going to do is we're going to uh, put up a trial block uh, to, to look at about 10 varieties. Um, and then uh, um, after three years or two years, um, we'll decide on, on which ones that we can proceed with. Uh, as I said, we have to look at our region and our climate up here. Not everything will be working, but we what we certainly want to do is to is to pick out uh, the best cultivars that that uh, for for us, but also for the consumer um, to uh, to start uh, producing it on the farm. On that's on the on the on the Mandarin side on the hard citrus, um, we we're still going for more hectares on on the Valencias uh, mainly the newer Valencias like Benny. Benny's not that new, but it's a, it's a exceptional, nice size, yield-wise uh, uh, Valencia. As with Yassi as well, that's also a very good Valencia. And maybe a little bit more midnight types that we are looking at. Not, not a lot more lemons because we don't want to overexpose ourselves on, on, on lemons, not too many. And then uh, also uh, what we're going to do is expand a little bit on our grapefruit. Just for intersex citrus genesis also have a grapefruit that, uh, that they are proposing us trying up here. Uh, that, that certainly we will do. Yeah, no, that sounds like a very good and interesting um, collaboration with citrus genesis, not just further developing our existing varieties, but some of those new new varieties that you've mentioned. And you know, absolutely um, key, you know, soft citrus up there is, does does find it difficult to grow in those conditions, but to have access to those new varieties, especially on the mandarins, will again open up some new opportunities um, for the farm and for Jupiter. Um, Krubus, thank you very much for your time. Um, thank you to everyone 
listening today on our podcast about South African citrus and, and the citrus season ahead. If you like what you've heard from the pod today, remember you can hit that subscribe button whenever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you can take a moment or two to give us a five stars and a review, we would be most grateful. On uh, From me, Tines Dalport, and from my guest down in South Africa, Kubus Bota, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Tines. All the best. Thanks, Kubus. <laughs>